because like I just felt <laughs> like it was just insulting. I was like, it yeah, was, yeah, and yeah. And it wasn't, and it wasn't what she said. I guess it was like it was the way she said it. I got and, you. you know, she pretty much just like walked out. I was like, well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm paying a bill for you to tell me something that I already knew. And like, you don't even seem to care. Like you just, you just pretty much made an easy check. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about improving our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And our special guest today, personal trainer and kickboxing coach, Chris Jenkins will help us do just that by sharing the three benefits of including kickboxing into your fitness routine, the response to his doctor telling him he was unhealthy and why abs are his least favorite muscle group to train. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Chris Jenkins to the podcast. What's going on, Chris? Not much, man. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. This is Chris, actually his actual second time being on the podcast. I had to bring my brother, my brother in fitness back, me and Chris go back, man, 2017, 2018, somewhere around there, maybe even, even earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even earlier, we were uh just met, what was that? Google chat? You know what? Not, Google, not Google, Google chat. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Google Plus, Google Plus. Yeah. For those who don't know, Google did have their own social network going on, but that fell by the wayside. And we've always kept in touch. We've done YouTube series, uh, cheater and all that we always keep going back and forth about starting back up. And that's on me. That's on me. Mm-hmm. That's on me. I text him. I'm like, man, we need to start that back up again. And then I never get back with him. So that's on me. That's on me. But Chris has uh, been through so much in regards to this fitness industry. Uh, well-known, well-respected, well-versed, powerlifting state champion has multiple state records so let everybody know what state you are in what city you are in and i'm going to ask you how's the weather out there all right so uh of course i'm born and raised in columbia south carolina still living here um the the uh weather is a little bipolar at the moment um last Mm -hmm. week it was it was really warm i actually felt like springtime now it's like winter like you know, now we're going outside, you know, we go outside in, in, in a shirt and some shorts and then we turn back around, have to go back in the house and grab a hoodie or something like that and change yeah. the clothes. So you got to get up early out here because so, you just don't know the weather. The weather is very unpredictable out here. <laughs> yeah. There's a type of weather where it's like just leave the house in a hoodie and some sweats and you know what? Just hope for the best. And if you get hot, you can always take it off. And then if it yeah. gets cold, get cold again. Then uh, you know you can put it right back on. It's about yeah. it's about like thirty five here. I just Ooh. saw that we're supposed to be getting like two to four inches of snow in the next couple of days. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, what motivated you to start your fitness journey, and how did it lead to your current profession? Are you hungry but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What to Meal Prep, at successfitnessstore.com. You will get three step-by-step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steam fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to successfitnessstore.com to download your copy today. Uh, back in, oh boy, 2006, 2007, um, I was, I, I picked my cousin up from a, a party and 
um, she, I fell asleep behind the wheel and didn't even know it. But she wow. told me I fell asleep. I was, she was like, you, you went to sleep? I was like, I did. She was like, you got to be kidding me. You didn't realize you were asleep? I was like, oh, man. And that's never happened before. So I went to the doctor. I was like, do I have some kind of sleep apnea or some kind of sleep issue mm-hmm. or whatever it was now? Mind you, now I'm asking them these questions without knowing, you know, much about fitness, science, whatever. So uh, ask them. You know what? You know what do I need to do about it? And she was like, "Well, basically, son, looking at your vitals and you know looking at all this, son, you just need to work out." And walked out, and of course, she was like, "They'll take you know, the pay your bill up front." I was like, "Well, damn! I mean, I knew I needed to work out. Like, right. man, I didn't need to come see you to say it, to tell me that. <laughs> right. but you know, but you know, it, it lit a fire in me, man, because I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, maybe I do need to work out." All right. I, I feel like if, if if I work out, I definitely be healthy, but I also look good, too. So um, over time, I start to see results, start to see results. But then I also fell back into the typical yo-yo, the back and forth. You know, I would lose weight. I would gain it back. I would lose weight. I would gain it back. And um, finally, the last straw was like, listen, I'm going to nail down my nutrition. I'm really going to get right. in tune. I'm, I'm going to get my nutrition fine tuned. So, you know, start understanding macros, micronutrients and all that stuff. And I just happened to be in the gym one day and I was this guy, he said he wanted to work out with me because he was so motivated by my, my success story and my brother's success story. So, um, as I'm, as I'm training him, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm doing what I'm thinking I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, come on, give me one more rep. Come on. You got it. You got it. And the lady at the desk was like, when are you going to become a personal trainer? I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. You know. I was like, you think that's a good idea? She was like, yeah. dude, she was like, I was watching you. She was like, you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to be great. She was like, you already told me you don't like what you do anyway, which I was working in mental health at that time. It had been about, I had been in mental health maybe about five, six years at the time. So she was like, oh, okay. you already told me you don't like what you, you don't like what you do. So go, go you know, going to training, you know, get certified, going to training. So of course it was, it was just, on from there, and I've just been able to evolve from that point. Once I got certified, like I went as far as um, working at nine round for like nine dollars an hour to like now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want to discuss my salary on the air, but trust me, yeah. it's way better than nine dollars. You get a hundred thousand dollars per session, everybody. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got so many accolades under his name, and he's well worth it. So uh, yeah. anybody who wants to train with Chris, a hundred hundred K is the start. And <laughs> I'm just messing. What, what the dude? What the dude say on the Jay Z CD? They gonna have to listen to it. I can't say it. I can't repeat it. They gonna have to listen to it. We'll just say he's a businessman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's dope that's dope that's dope and you know when he's talking about you know starting off personal training a lot of times it's you're so happy to get in the door with somebody right get in the door um with somebody meeting like a, a gym a facility right and you get in you're like okay you know i'm just felt like eddie murphy and coming to america when he said i'm just happy mm-hmm. to be here i'm just happy yes. to be here. <laughs> right yeah you know it's like okay somebody's you know allowed me out of all people to come in it's like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just telling mm-hmm. people just to lift you know what i mean curl whatever the case may be right and then you start to see the money right mm-hmm. you start to understand the business of it um and then you kind of move accordingly. You start to understand your value when it's like, okay, let me, um, let me see how I can really, you know, make, make my way into this. And especially if it's coming from like your point of view of this isn't something that I set myself out to be nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, they actually promote, um, 
personal training, right? And I think they've always mm-hmm. promoted it. It's just maybe wasn't on our radar at the time because that was like the last thing, you know, we were thinking about, especially after the doctor told you that, hey, Chris, you're unhealthy. So how did you think about uh, changing your life during that time? As far as even when the doctor said, I know you kind of briefly like went over it, but what was going through your brain, you know, while you, while you were at the doctor's office and the doctor was like, hey, you are unhealthy. What was the thoughts going through your mind when you received that information? Well, the first thing I wanted to do was tell that lady she could go to hell because like I just <laughs> felt like it was just insulting. I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it wasn't and it wasn't what she said. I guess it was like it was the way she said it. I got and, you. you know, she pretty much just like walked out. I was like, well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm paying a bill for you to tell me something that I already knew. And like you don't even seem to care. Like you just you just pretty much made an easy check. Um, but the the second thing I thought about is like, okay, well, where am I going to work out? You know, how am I going to fit that? Mm -hmm. How am I fit that in my schedule? And, um, you know, I had a friend of mine at the time, you know, she had looked up some 24 hour gyms and, you know, I told her, I was like, listen, I don't want to go to one of the, I don't need to go to no place like goals. At the time we had goals, it's move fitness now, but I was like, I don't want to go to goals and none of them gyms like that because I, you know, I don't want to see none of them hulking dudes trying to make yeah. fun of me because that was the idea that I had. Like that right. was the that was right. the stereotype that I had. They're like, okay, well, the dudes that's bigger than me and stronger than me, they're gonna make fun of me. When in actuality, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's the complete opposite. Right. Like right. a lot of them, a lot of them trying to help you because a lot of them they either had their own journey or they just they just want to help. They want to see you make gains like they making gains. Now, now it's a few of them. Now it's probably about two three percent that you know that don't like a lot of them like it's a few of them that's kind of like some ego maniacs but for the most part you'll see a lot of dudes trying to help the overweight the the um the novice gym so um from from there you know when once i went from uh 24 hour gym like any time fitness and then i was able to move on and, and progress from there as, as i progressed my weight loss and you know uh, strength gains and stuff like that. I was just able to move to different gyms where I felt like I fit. I got you. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. Now, what was the toughest part about that, about that journey? Like during your initial weight loss journey, um, as far as learning how to get fit, learning your macros and everything like that, what was the toughest part about that whole thing? Right now, um, I had a lady just recently asked me, why does, um, why does what's the word demonizing food resonate so so well with me? And that was the toughest part because it's uh, it's so much information coming from all kind of different channels, all different places. Right. Right. They'll tell you that this food is bad. Then you'll have a person over here saying, "No, that that food is fine. They're gonna let you know as long as it's in moderation." And you got people over here telling you, "Oh no, you got to eat for your blood type." Things like that really had me on roller coaster ride throughout my journey because I was right. like well I don't know what to believe you know oh, that now is some study coming out talking about well you know if you you know you eat three fruit loops then you'll get cancer and all this right, other stuff right. like it, it's just so much information but you know what I had to do was just understand the basic science and that's right. what getting certified and and having a having a bachelor's degree too that helped because, mm-hmm. you know, once you understand the basic science, you're like, okay, this person over here was actually right. You can eat these foods 
in moderation. All right. You got to right. understand calories. You got to understand, you know, macronutrients, micronutrients, what foods do what and how they work within the body. Um, but that, that definitely was the toughest part. And um, learning that I can't compare myself to other people because I would see, you know, I would see a YouTube star or something like that. And I see that, you know, he benching 315 for 20. I'm like, well, dang, I'm weak. When right. actual, when in actuality, like, I'm not. Like, right, I don't right. know. And you know what? Like, no judgment or nothing like that. But, like, we don't know what what else that person could be doing to be able to do Facts. that. They Facts. could they they Facts. could be eating a whole two three thousand more calories than you can. They can Facts. actually be using drugs, or Facts. they could they the, the recovery process might be a little bit different from them from from right. from us. You yeah, know what I'm right, 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 right. Exactly. Like while we're like just going to work out, and then you know we come home or go to our second job or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know these people are taking chiro um, repair, or you know they're mm-hmm. sitting in ice baths and all these extra different things to where they have access to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and there's a, all, there are a variety of possibilities. Like you said, there's no hate, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it makes you center yourself to where it's just like, you know, let me focus on me just a little bit more because mm-hmm. I don't know what that person's going through. I don't know mm-hmm. everything that they're doing. So like you said, in all actuality, here I am trying to, match 315 20 times mm-hmm. i can get five you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying here i am thinking i'm weak you know what i mean so it's just like it's this comparative thing meanwhile somebody's looking at you like man this dude's just repping 315 <laughs> five reps like, it's, like exactly. it's nothing you know what i mean and it's like you know it's kind of a test to us to just you know want to be better you know we're always shooting for you know what i'm saying a different type of star meanwhile people are looking at us and meanwhile we're looking mm-hmm. at somebody else you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i totally get that i totally get that now that you are um like you're going through your fitness journey um you're learning about your macros and your nutrients and everything like that now did you have a personal trainer or nutritionist um during during your journey if not who or what helped you during that time i, d- I did not because um I want to say that I couldn't afford it, but I probably could have if I would have, you know, managed my funds a little bit different. I definitely could have, you know, invested some money in that. But, you know, we'll just say that I couldn't afford it. And I did not. And I also want to rewind. Uh, One thing I forgot to say about, you know, our our last topic was, um, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. I've ruined I've ruined a lot of relationships making gotcha. comparisons. And I, you know, I learned just last year, I was like, all right, th- this is this is the year you are gonna stop doing that. You, I like you. we I we're, not, we're not comparing no more. Like forget all you. that. You can look at that person and say, Hey, good job, and then just keep it moving. But um right. as far as you know, me having a personal trainer, like I did not, but I I did have people in the gym that was willing to help me and I believe I really truly believe that they were willing to help me because I was willing to learn and I was um you know I had the, the drive and the determination and the motivation right. to look a certain way and be healthy so um I didn't have a trainer um there was this one guy I, I still remember his name his name was Blake and um I was the the, the nutrition part I was still struggling with and he was like, uh, you're going to be at the gym tomorrow. I was like, yeah, I'll be here. He was like, I'm going to give you a list of foods that you can, you can eat, you know, that you, that you probably should be consuming every day. And I looked at the list and I'm thinking this dude's going to be 
telling me to go to like Whole Foods and Fresh Market right, and buying right. this like buying forty dollar forty dollar produce like a forty dollar apple or something like that. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me a list of foods, and I'm like, "You sure this the list?" He was like, "Yeah, what's the right. I was like, "I can eat this stuff." Uh-huh. He was like, "Well, that he was like that makes it even better." Like, you know, right, you can, so there you, you go. Consume <laughs> that, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you you should be good to go from here. And you know, I would just ask mostly the the. I would say the average fit looking person at our gym, because nobody was like, we had maybe one dude that was like ridiculously jacked. But other than that, I would just ask, you know, average person, hey, you know, what should I do? And I just I just did it. You know, I read magazines, which was kind of a gift and a curse, too, because they'll give out some advice, you know, under the assumption that, you know, you're in a certain situation. Correct. And a lot of times we're not in that situation. Like we, at the time I was just a nine to five person. Like I worked in mental health. So that, that was what I did. I couldn't do the things that the magazine was saying to do, but I took bits and pieces of it. And then I, you know, I put it all together. I made my own programs. Right. And, you know, that, that was that. I couldn't afford a trainer. I, of course gotcha. I could afford a gym membership, but that was about it. Right. I got you. I got you. I got you. So you're going through your learning phase of, okay, I'm learning how to work out. I'm learning how to program my workout. I'm learning what is there to do, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly. Like you said, I'm reading these magazines, you know, they're telling me to, you know, keep my elbows in and this exercise. And then next thing, you know, I'm watching another YouTube video and they're telling me the exact opposite. So you're like, Mm -hmm. which one is which, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier about there's so many there's so much information. There's so many variations mm-hmm. to do things. And that's important too for mm-hmm. listeners to, to learn is that, you know, I may say something and you may say something. It may be completely different, but it depends on the situation yep. that you're in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And versus it being like, well, this person said this in his Bible or this person said this in his Bible. And it's like, yeah, they're both right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're they're both right. And that's under the the guise of, variations that's just mm-hmm. one thing i don't i don't think people hone in too much on is yep. the the possibilities and the perspectives of variations you know what mm-hmm. i mean you and i work with clients and multiple just endless amounts of people over these years mm-hmm. and we had to learn that and it's like okay well she doesn't have to you know uh lean over that far to do a barbell barbell row you know yep. you and i mm-hmm. may have been trained to go full of 90 mm-hmm. but this 45 year old woman who's never mm-hmm. done this before mm-hmm. she just started her fitness journey top of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, maybe she doesn't have that flexibility, but yeah. the, the, the exercise or the movement is still being executed right mm-hmm. now. You've got your, your certification in personal training. Then you end up going into kickboxing. So how did you go from uh, a personal training or, uh, how did you add? Yeah. How did you add kickboxing into your, your speciality? As I would say, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have always liked combat sports. I grew up, um, mainly watching Mike Tyson. I was, I was the typical casual, you know, boxing fan. Um, gotcha. I always watched MMA, but, um, there was a YouTube video. So funny. Like we, you know, we do a lot of things through YouTube and we've, we've worked together through YouTube and here we are again talking about YouTube. Right. 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 And there was an MMA fighter. I think his name was Roger Huerta. And 
he was at a club with his boys and then he happened to see something out the corner of his eye and some dude that was my size like literally just punched his girl in the back of the head and he goes up to the dude now mind you now roger like he like a lightweight or featherweight or whatever it is so he like mm-hmm. between 130 155 like soaking wet so he goes up to the dude and he was like bro that was that was completely wrong like you punched a girl like come on and then you hit mm-hmm. it in the back the head and of course you know yeah. the big dude is like yeah you know what you gonna do about it and i mean he i mean three seconds he waxes this dude <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah like on some straight blood sport van damme yeah, type stuff. right like, boom, right, boom, right. Boom, 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 like it's over <laughs> right you look down there and the dude is like leaking from the face and i was yeah. like i do not want that to be me that can't be yeah. me so i started to look up where i can you know take some fighter classes and stuff like that you know yeah i, I learned I learned some jujitsu from a guy named Lance Adams um, and uh, his assistant. His his name was Gerard. I forgot Gerard's last name, but, you know, learned some jujitsu from there. Okay. And um, ultimately, we started just like like mainly doing just boxing. And so they I were gotcha. teaching me all these things. And, you know, I was sparring with, you know, MMA guys and stuff like that. And I okay. was like, you know what? I think I like this right here. And then, um, you know, Tierra, my wife, we um we ended up signing up at nine rounds. And we okay. said we would do that together leading up to to the wedding date. Like we we're gonna right. we're gonna do kickboxing together. And I really enjoyed it. And it gave me a ton of confidence. And then I went from that okay. to like really, really, really sparring. Like, I mean like mouthpiece bloody and all kind of yeah. stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. so I was teaching yeah. boxing. I was learning well, I was I was learning boxing, but also teaching it and sparring. So then you. from there, once I stopped working at nine round to, you know, pursue um, better career opportunity. Um, I still did boxing. Like I didn't, I didn't like the, the cardio machines. Like I don't like treadmills, ellipticals, arc trainers. I can tolerate the arc training. Okay. But the typical cardio machine, like you probably, you may or may not catch me on it. I don't care for it, but I really liked the boxing because I didn't feel like it was a workout, but it was a workout. Gotcha. So, um, I went from that and I would just always continue to do that until I ended up where I'm at now, which is our uh, rock box fitness. And, you know, they pretty much made me an offer that, that I couldn't refuse. It was like, I got you, you know, you know, here, here's what we got for you. This is how many classes you can coach. Um, and rock box is like, it's weights and it's kickboxing. I'm like, uh-huh. that's all I did before combo. I even got certified. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I did. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm home. Like, I'm, I'm right here at home. So um, they made me offer. I, I can't refuse. And just this past December, I've been there for two years. And um, I'm proud, but also embarrassed to say that's probably the longest job I've held in fitness because everywhere else was either like having money issues or I just felt like I wasn't being treated right. So right. um. That was how I ended up where I am in um in boxing and kickboxing. I w- I would like to spar a little bit more, but it's just scheduling is just it's just hard. I would just wish I can kind of sharpen up on my skills. But you know, if you if you talk to my family, they'll catch they'll be like, man, he always in his shadow boxing or doing something. Yeah, I got you. 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 Young Tyson in the making. Young Tyson in the making. Now, yeah. what are the three benefits from your personal and professional opinion um of kickboxing and how can you can one put that into their fitness routine this year? What are three benefits of it? 
what a lot of people don't realize is that how much core work you get with boxing, especially when you're throwing really? a hook and you're turning gotcha. and you're turning your hips and stuff properly the way you should. Um, it also gives you a sense of empowerment, a sense, uh, sense of confidence. Um, even if you're not sparring anybody, you know, you do you do some classes at rock box or you do some classes at nine round or something like that. You're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I really feel like I can take that joker at work that's been talking all yeah. that smack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I mean, now, 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 children, if you listen to this podcast, please do not do that. But I mean, like, I'm going to get that sucker keep eating my food in the refrigerator. <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> keep taking my lunch. <laughs> exactly. So then, so, you know, but like at the end of the day, like you even talk to some of the like, like, I think the oldest client that we have at Rockbox is about 72 years old, like okay. went through eye surgery and stuff like that. But she'll tell you, like, I really really feel like I can beat somebody up doing these classes. She was like, I would never do that, but right, I feel like if right. somebody messed with me, I could do that. Um, so you got the core training, the sense of empowerment, um, and it's, it's fun, okay? And I'm going to give you a fourth one. It actually builds a lot of muscle, which people don't realize because when you kicking and punching heavy bags, your shoulders are getting worked. When you throw a kick, you really have to chamber that leg and turn your hips a certain way. Now you're getting glute work. OK, right. Now, right, now you get right. a lot of glute work for the ladies out there. You know, right. who want a nice butt. Boom. There you go. All right. For <laughs> right. The guys who really want abs and nice shoulders and, and back muscles and stuff like that. Kick kickboxing will, will, will definitely do it because the bags are so heavy. Like you really have to put your whole body into it. And, you know, you, you really get a good sweat. And like I said, a sense of empowerment, um, core training. Like it just make you feel like we, we got a saying at Rockbox, like it gives you a sense of bad assery. I like that one. I like that one. Now you named the the three benefits. Can you go deeper into who do you feel kickboxing is for and why should they include it? Like you, we mentioned like the, um, you know, the shoulders and the glutes and the core work um, and uh, the mental aspect. Is there a typical, uh, let's say demographic or age range, uh, gender who you see more of you say, you know what, this is mainly for for this crowd any anybody that can anybody anybody that can pretty much you know walk and talk i say go for it i got you. go for it always of course always you know consult with with your new uh with your physician with your primary care physician before you start something like that but i would say go for it all right if you feel like you can do it do it because again you know you got all those different benefits and um you know, it's always good to just move your body. Like you can, right. you can box, you can walk, you can do Zumba, you know, you can do, um, you can do cycling at the end of the day, like movement is always good. Our bodies were meant to move. So, um, whatever you feel like you can do, like, just get up and do it. I got you. I got you. I got you. Now, with all that being said, how do you fit working out into your busy schedule? You got, you know, personal training clients and then you got, uh, you know, your kickboxing classes, um, either either or or both or just strictly just one. Uh, you're a family man, wife and kids. Mm-hmm. So how do you fit working out into your routine? Oh, boy. Um, it's just like it's just like brushing your teeth, Christian. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't dare. Now, of course, working out and brushing your teeth is a, it's, a, it's a little different. But it's like it's one of those things that it's part of your life. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like brushing your teeth, showering, eating, all those things are just a part of your life. And once you once you see the results and, and once you see how it makes you feel, 
it's just going to be a part of your life. Like, you know how they always say, like, you shouldn't use words like uh, diet and you shouldn't use words like you shouldn't use phrases like, oh, I got to work out or something like that. Right. Like, like mm-hmm. everything, everything is a lifestyle, like nutrition, what you eating, that's that's a lifestyle. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Me working out, that is a lifestyle. Like that's part that's part of who I am and what I do. Now, do I go every day? That's why I was saying you can't really compare the two because I brush my teeth every day. Trust me, y'all. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Sometimes three times a day. Um, right. But, you know, four, if I can fit in four days a week or maybe even three, I'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. And sometimes I can only fit in two, uh, two workouts a week, but as long as I get in two to four a week, I'm good. Now, um, of course, kickboxing classes, uh, they pay the bills. The PT clients is just, um, supplemental income. So, um, I just, I, I, I rearranged my schedule around, you know, what my full-time job is. Right. I just, I just put, I just, I was like, okay, I got, I got this window open. I can go here and then I can do, I can work this muscle group or I can just do cardio or I got time to, you know, do like an hour and a half for boxing or, you know, maybe Saturday, you know, I got the whole day off. Maybe I can go spar or something like that. Like you, you like, if you, if you really want to get it done, you will prioritize it, you know, along with everything else you prioritize. Like one thing I prioritize is of course, of course, going to work. Brushing your teeth, making sure I eat enough. Um, you'll prioritize anything if it if it means that much to you. What's the what's the saying? Um, people, nobody nobody really has the time. They just make the time. Yeah, that's right, that's right. what I do. Right, right. You make time for what you make time for. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to do it, you will end up doing it. Where where there's a will, <laughs> there's a mm-hmm. way. Where there's a will, that's there's right. A way. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your least favorite and favorite muscle groups or exercises <laughs> to work on? Bro, I hate abs, man. Okay. I really okay. hate training abs. And, and what is it about abs that you hate? You're, just gonna, you're getting ready to answer my fault. Uh, what yeah. is it that you hate about abs? Well, over the last two years, I finally found some ab exercises I can do where I don't have to lay down. You know what I'm saying? I just don't I just don't like laying down on the right. ground doing that because it puts me it right, puts my, right, right. It puts my head back into when I was lazy and just wasn't doing it. I got you because it's easy yeah. to just fall asleep on the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, or either hop yeah. on your phone or something like that. So yeah. I, I really do not like ab exercises. Now working working closely with a guy who worked in PT, I found ab exercises that you know that can that can work and you can still stay standing. Um, my favorite muscle groups to train are um, back and legs. Um, leg okay. days are always good for me. Um, back days are always good because I really feel like I, for whatever reason, I just feel big on the leg day. I feel big on the back day. I don't feel big on the chest day, believe it or not. Like I, yeah. I got one of the biggest chests you want to see, but <laughs> I, I just don't feel big on those days. I don't like I training arms. I really don't like so like just solely training arms either. I got you. I got yeah. you. I got you. Now the uh, core exercises that you found, um, or were uh, what's what's the word? Somebody kind of uh, guided you via mm-hmm. some standing core workouts. What are what are some of those that are tolerable? I'm trying to find the right word that are tolerable. The uh, standing core exercises that you find, you're like, all right, well, at least I don't have to be on the floor doing them. Yeah. But okay, I found you know some that you know standing up that'll that'll work. My favorite one is um it's called a uh, Paloff press. 
Um, okay. A, a pal-off press, you just, you know, you grab a band or if you got a cable or something like that, you just want to step out uh, as far as you can. And you just want to press the handle straight out in front of you. Now, it looks like oh, it's working okay. your chest. It looks like yeah. it's working your arms, but it's really yeah. working your core. Right, because um, you're fighting against that resistance mm-hmm. when you're going the opposite way. I got you. Got yep. you. Got and you. there's another one called uh, a pot stir. You can do that with a cable or a band. Like, you just really want to pretend like you're stirring a big pot of soup and you know gotcha. to the naked eye you know you, just, you might look at somebody like you know what the hell is this guy doing but it's really working the core because like you said you're having a fight against that resistance because the band or the cable is going to want to pull you in the opposite direction and the more right. you fight it the more you fight it the better right and right. the third one your favorite gadget <laughs> in the gym kettlebell <laughs> uh kettlebell around the world um i saw that on the squat university page on instagram okay and um it's supposed to be like and anything anti-rotation alike. Um, and again, it doesn't look like the person is doing a whole lot, but if you really just take that kettlebell, long arms, you know, keep keep pushing mm-hmm. it around your waist, around your waist, like you will really feel your abs start to sink in like after like three seconds. You'll be like, man, this burns like crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah. Th- those are three core exercises that, you know, ab exercises that – I've enjoyed that's, you know, that's tolerable and, you know, I can see some results from them. I got you. I got you. Now you mentioned uh, back and legs being your favorite. Now for those who don't know, I want, I want people to put some respect on your name for things that I know. Right. So when it comes to legs, let everybody know where you are in the state of South Carolina in regards to, to legs of records that you hold. And in, uh-huh. and, in, and, in, and in what? <laughs> right, you know what? It's it's funny that you asked me about the core exercises because all those core exercises that I do, those are more, th- th- those are, what's the word? Um, it's better for powerlifters to do those exercises because um, you want to do anti-rotational stuff and you really want to make sure everything is tight when you squat. But um, my, my top squat, my all-time personal best is 777 pounds. And I hold Insane. the South Carolina American Powerlifting Federation record for that. And I hold the American Powerlifting Federation record for deadlifts at 705 pounds. Insane. <laughs> insane. <laughs> insane. It's insane because I'm so proud of him. I'm, I'm so yeah. proud of him. I, I always text him. Uh, the day of his lift, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. go kill it, bro. Just yeah. seeing that and just watching that whole progression. Like I said, man, we and Chris got history from years, years, years. So this is my mm-hmm. brother, my brother, my brother in fitness. Um, and speaking about going a little bit deeper into fitness, mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised about the answer that you gave when I submitted it. But uh, things mm-hmm. can change because we all we all evolve. I was yeah. thinking peanut butter, but mm-hmm. what's your favorite cheat meal? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you ought to know this from the top. You know I love my pancakes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, you know buddy. Pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your uh, what's your favorite way to have them? Would you like them plain, chocolate chip? I know people like to do blueberries. A lot of other just, you know, just different things. How do you like yours? Ah, gosh, you're right. There's so many different <laughs> ways that, that I yeah. like to eat them. Like, I do like, I do like all the different flavors from IHOP. But um, if I if I really if I really had to pick one, it's like you got to eat these the rest of your life. I would go with I would go with Oreo. Really? Okay, I've yet Oreo, to have any Oreo pancake. <laughs> Oreo. Um, Pillsbury makes a mix, and you can find it at Walmart. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look at his face. Y'all see his face? <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly what aisle that's in. <laughs> um, they got a birthday cake one, a fun fatty one. Like it's just okay. like, it's it's so many different ways. Now, what I don't what I don't really care for when it comes to pancakes is like maybe like the peach flavors, the strawberry flavors, and I stuff got like you. that. Like I don't I got you. And I guess it's mainly like I guess it's so much toppings. Like you can put like maybe like some strawberry syrup on it if you got it. Oh, you know what? Fruity, the fruity pebble ones have become um a favorite of mine too because they actually got a frosting that goes with it. What? Yeah, nah, I've seen the fruity pebble syrup. Yeah, have you seen yeah. that? Have you seen that uh, the fruity pebble syrup? I, I have. seen my that. Coach, like, <laughs> my coach told me that I got to make sure I take uh like a a, a glucose pill to <laughs> <laughs> before I can have it, he's like, "Man, make sure you take your glucose pill before you eat that." Uh-huh. I just gonna shoot your blood sugar up to the ceiling. But I mean, your blood sugar gonna go up when you eat anyway, no matter what you eat. Your blood sugar. I got gotcha. you. So, I got gotcha. you. Um, I got gotcha. you. But yeah, definitely gotcha. pancakes. But I do, I do love my peanut butter though. Like I, I will have some. Pe- I slap some peanut butter all over some waffles too. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. And that's uh. Your pre-workout, do you end up using that as your pre-workout um, on days when you know that you're going to lift heavy, whether it's a heavy squat or a uh, heavy bench day? Is that something that you take, um, you know, prior to working out or do you even eat before you work out? Um, I try not to eat too much before I work out because, you know, um, my, my stomach can get a little uneasy, you know, especially yeah. when you're squatting and you're dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of weight. <laughs> you're doing that kind of weight. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I better not eat nothing too heavy. Yeah, um, I know yeah, for right. Closer to competition day, um, we usually have a ritual where you know I might I might get a pizza or um, uh, we'll we'll you know we'll go to IHOP and I will get like three orders of pancakes and just throw down the day before the competition and try to refuel myself because the weigh ins usually I like I do weigh ins and you know I'm trying to stay under my weight and you know once I make weight it's like okay let's go eat so um yeah pancakes um the day before the competition. And yeah, pancakes, pancakes, or either or either a burger, something like that. I got you. I yeah. got you. Now the opposite spectrum of it. What's your favorite, uh, let's say healthy meal once it's like, okay, I have my cheat meals. Now it's Monday, my day one. Let me get right back on track. What's your go-to, your favorite uh say like healthy meal, healthy meal com- combination that uh that's what I was with. trying to think of. I remember you mentioned you mentioned me like eating a certain thing before I have a heavy lift, but like I'm I I swear by oatmeal. Right. I, okay. I, I swear by oatmeal. Okay, oatmeal, good. blueberries mixed with uh protein powder. Like I like that's I, I pretty much eat that breakfast unless I'm pressed for time. I pretty much eat that breakfast like every day, like even on the weekends. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I, I gotcha. I, I remember when you told me about oatmeal. that because I was trying to uh get more protein in. I'm like, how you get your protein in? And he was like, try it in uh in oatmeal. And I think I just had the wrong measurements. I was rushing. Mm-hmm. And I think one batch I made it was too runny. Second batch <laughs> I made it was just too clumpy. I'm like, man, this protein is too expensive for me to keep wasting. But eventually I got it. So I got uh everything that that uh that you were saying in that regards. But it's a it's a good option though to put um, some protein into your oatmeal as far as for those who are looking to find different ways or different avenues to get uh, additional protein into their diet. Now, Can what lessons? Do- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Can I give them a quick tip? Like, okay, so that's, that's always been a touchy thing with, with a lot of my clients and even myself. Um, 
you know, when I when I first heard the idea of putting protein powder in the oatmeal, I tried it. And when I tell you it tasted like I just ate a bunch of chalk, I was like, I'm yeah. never doing this. <laughs> right, thing. right, now, right. What I learned was when you get the scoop, you have to add a little bit at a time and stir. You have to add and stir. You have gotcha. to add and stir. Yeah. Then it gets mixed in and you don't even you don't really taste it, especially if it's like a plain flavor like vanilla or something like that. You don't right. you you don't taste it at all. Yeah. So for for you know for the for the newbies out there, just add, stir slowly, just add it. Like what yep, I do sometimes yep. it takes me about, you know. Three times to add it and, you know, stir three, you know, add, stir, add, stir, add, stir. And then before you know it, you know, I got I got my oatmeal and then I add my frozen blueberries at the end. And, you know, I got I got me a nice healthy breakfast along with some eggs. Yeah. And I think that was one of the mistakes that I made when I made it too clumpy. I think I just dumped the whole Scoop yeah. in and didn't, and then it just it was just all bad. It was oh, just and don't, all bad. don't cook the powder, don't cook the powder yep. in there with it. No, he's right, he's right. I've done that, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, it tasted like uh gum, it tasted <laughs> like gum, man. I'm like, this is what then on top of that, the oatmeal, too. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. All in the name of fitness. All in the yeah. name of fitness. I'm like, no, yeah. I just give me my pancakes pan- back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have pancakes. I'd rather have pancakes. Mm-hmm. Now, what lesson did you learn about yourself when you reach your goal that you can give those who may be on the fence about starting their fitness journey this year? Um, when 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 you reach your goal, you can apply what you learn in fitness to your everyday life. Like, had I attacked my everyday life like I attacked fitness, um. You probably would be watching me on TV other than YouTube. You would probably be watching me like on TV somewhere because like I'd probably be famous and, you know, went with what I really wanted to do or went with, you know, something that I knew I could stick to. Like I just, you know, if I was as determined to reach my goals, if I was as determined to reach my goals, my fitness goals, as I was to do everything else, then, you know, this conversation could be different or it wouldn't be a conversation at all. So just... One thing you learn about yourself, you're a lot stronger than you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're a lot tougher than you think. And, you know, anybody, you can you can make time for what you for what you want to make time for. And like anybody can do this. And comparison is the thief of joy. Right. Exactly. 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 Now I want to ask you a similar question, but in regards to kickboxing. Now, if somebody's on the fence about kickboxing this year and have been kind of uh, what they call it, kicking the can, <laughs> kind of kicking mm-hmm. the can around and, you know, what do they call it? Uh, no, uh, kicking the tire, you know, yeah. calling and asking questions and mm-hmm. uh, maybe looking at YouTube videos about kickboxing what can you tell them to get them to start training with you or um, whoever, wherever they're listening to, uh, wherever they're listening at, uh, whatever city they're in and they're like, okay, I'm kind of on the fence about kickboxing. What can you tell them to hopefully convince them to start kickboxing this year? You got to have fun with it. You, you got, you got to have fun and only, and only learn, learn, take in just a little bit at a time. And I still 
preach that to a lot of people at Rockbox. You know, mm-hmm. we we got all it's 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 always you got to stand a certain way. You got to make sure your hands up. You got to make sure you breathe, and you got to make sure you're not overthinking the combination and stuff like that. Work on work on one or two things every class. Like you just got to be intentional. Like you cannot just go in there and just move your body mindlessly. And I even tell that to my PT clients, like don't just be in here moving your body mindlessly. Like when you when before you get in here, before you even open that door and set foot in here, make sure you say, okay, today, today only, this is what I'm going to work on. If you want to work right. on it again tomorrow, let's do that. Let's continue to right. work on that. So right. if it's something as simple as keeping your hands up, all right, if it's something as simple as breathing, all right, let's work on that versus right. trying to, you know, take in all this info at one time because we've had people quit that gym because it was just too much. And what they thought was, mm-hmm. see, what happens is we teach them the basics before they first class. Gotcha. We try to teach them the basics. Then what happens is they get in the class and they're next to somebody who already know what they're doing. So they're trying to keep up with that person. Right, right, then, right, right. Then they get caught up in the music. They start liking the music, okay? Or either they don't like the music. Right. And, you know, they're trying to keep up. The coach, and a lot of that's on us, the coach, whoever's right. on the mic, the, the, the coach hyping them up, they'll, they'll tell the whole class, you know, you know, try to speed things up. And they think that you're talking to them when at, when in actuality you're not. We're talking, we talking to the people that know better. We're not talking right. to you, but they, they still, you know, believe that because they want to do their best. They want to impress right. us, even though they don't know what they're doing. So you just have to just, you just have to learn, take it one day at a time, one class at a time. Um, if you're training with like um, a boxing coach one-on-one, listen, yep. just just listen to those cues. Just make sure, again, you're working on one thing at a time. If you do get a coach who wants you to speed things up and take in all this information mm-hmm. all at once, then fire. Like, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. Like, get right. rid of them. Find somebody that's going to be patient, patient enough to, cheat, to just teach you one thing at a time. It's always one meal at a time, one day at a time, one rep at a time. It's all about getting 1% better every day. There you have it. There you have it. Chris Jenkins, tell everybody where they can reach you at via online, website, uh, where they can uh, get you as a trainer one-on-one if they're in South Carolina, all of that. All right. Um, I have a website called vigilantefit.com. You can go there and um, book sessions. You can you can also email me at llcj45 at hotmail.com. Christian, y'all, Christian trolled me about my email. It's like hotmail is so like 1994, and I'm like, like man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, but llcj45 at uh, hotmail.com. You can find me on YouTube under Chris the Vigilante. All right, you can also find me on Instagram, Chris dot the Vigilante underscore. Um, my powerlifting page is nasty underscore obese. Um, some old lady from Rockbox gave me that name, by the way, because she yeah. wanted to say she wanted to say another B word, but she couldn't say it. Yeah, uh, she's like, I wanted to say the other B word, so I just I just use Beast as a replacement. So you can find me there. Um, I'm trying to think where else. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Chris Jenkins. If you want to add me as a friend, be you know, um, I'm more, I'm more than willing to help people. You know, try to reach the goals and try to learn the thing, just try to help people get 1% better every day. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there you have it. Today's interview with Chris Jenkins. If you found inspiration in today's podcast and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, The Success Fitness Newsletter. You will get weekly notifications when this podcast publishes every Sunday at 12 a.m. Central Standard Time and 10% off your order at my merch store, successfitnessstore.com. And all that information, including Chris's website, will be in the show notes. So make sure you go to the show notes and click the link in there. That way you can, that way you can connect with me, uh, connect with Chris and all that jazz. And this brings us to the end of another episode of the Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember this, if any situation is not making you stronger, simply chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Peace out.